Hello and welcome to a historic edition of Fake News. You're joined as always by me, Ross Field, and my right-hand man, Thomas Hand. Pardon the pun. What a historic episode this will be, you know. It happened. It finally happened after months it, of speculation. Gambling on it, I mean... Oh yeah, sorry, we did gamble. We did gamble. Would, we, I, I, I don't exactly remember what we put on. Sure. We were optimistic that it would take place, but I mean, the pessimist in me was kind of barking away, but... I mean, we've been so caught up with other news and kind of stuff going on over here in the offices that, you know, uh, it just kind of, uh, you know, we were covering this weekend. We did the free Tommy Robinson protest. We were out mm. shooting on Wednesday. Um, that was fascinating, by the way, guys. That's going to be on the website. So check yeah. that out. That's going to be that was that was quite something. But we're not here to discuss. No. That. But so basically we that I meant by that. We were just kind of, you know, might doing our own business as life tends to do. And then we're snapped out of it by just waking up this morning like a kind of Christmas in mid-June to Trump and Kim have sat down. They've sat down. They've shot. They, you've seen, there's the photo of them shaking hands. Yeah, well, it was historic. I mean, truly, it's quite rare that you can watch something unfolding and think, you know, that's going to be studied in years to come by historians. You know, the, the historical relevance is clearly there uh, and it's unfolding in front of our eyes, of course. They met today, the 12th of June, in the Capella Hotel on Singapore's Sentosa Island. And of course, the meeting revolved around nuclear disarmament on the Korean Peninsula. They both signed a document pledging they would cooperate for new relations, for the promotion of peace and prosperity, etc., etc. But it was, you know, it was very symbolic. Seeing them two, I'm sure we've all now seen the images of them mm. two walking up to each other, shaking hands. It was very symbolic. And I'm sure we're going to go into reasonings and our beliefs and this, that, and other. But more than anything, surely, Ross, we can both agree that it was a positive move. No matter the yeah. reasons for them doing it, we have to look back and say, look, no matter what you think of either of them, you know, not bad move for the world and world safety. So I'll get all my pessimism out the way. The The, the agreement they signed is pretty much fluff. Oh, we've, we've read the actual wording, and it basically is just, North Korea, keep on doing what you've already agreed to be doing. And... You know, they've already done that in loads of other agreements. And it's just like, it's just signing off saying, hey, we both have good intentions. Yeah, but it also said, you know, we are going to be friends, essentially. Yeah. The black yeah. and white of it is that we are going to look after each other. You know, we want North Korean prosperity. Exactly. We, we want you to be on a global stage. You know, my my big problem is that with, with, with Trump, it is purely selfish. Um you know, he, you know, by being selfish, he maybe has inadvertently done a great thing for the world. He, uh, he wanted this meeting to say, look, I've achieved what Obama, Clinton, yeah. Bush, what, what n any of them, uh, could do. But it's interesting. I mean, yeah, go on. Saying that, sorry. Um, you know, uh, I've always called him the accidental, but if he, d it does become a great president, he's the accidental great president, but he does say the wording and this belays when he's like, I've done something my predecessors haven't. He said, it's a great honor to meet uh, Chairman uh, Kim Jong Un, and it's actually like a lot of people on Twitter have said it's an honor to meet someone who's a massive human rights abuser. Yeah, well, that is that's interesting. I was about to say that because his his almost his greed for self promotion and need to kind of outdo his mm. predecessors 
it has led them to overlook certain human rights abuses. Yeah. And I just made a note here because it was in September 2017. I was actually in Jamaica watching this while well, I remember it so clearly. I remember watching the TV, you know, when he spoke to the UN Security, the sorry, the UN General Assembly, mm. it was his Rocket Man speech. Yeah. Remember, of course, Rocket yeah. Man and the suicide mission, that speech. And he said during the speech, this regime is responsible for the starvation and deaths of millions of North Koreans and for the imprisonment, torture, killing and oppression of countless more. And now when he was, so just keep that in mind, that is what yeah. he said last yeah. September. And now when asked the same thing at the press conference today in relation to North Korean human rights abuses, he said, he runs the regime tough. You can take one out of 10,000 who could run a regime like he has. So basically saying, you know, what I'm doing here by um, meeting a North Korean leader, which is what, you know, we keep saying predecessors, what, yeah. what people before me have never done before. Look how good I am by doing this. Forget all of the yeah, human he, rights he, abuses. Forget the stuff that I've that I've even mentioned in the past. You know, last year I mentioned how awful it was, how how he's treating his um, his people. You know, poorly. He's a massive he understatement. Sound like he's a he's a quite a harsh Boy Scout leader. Yeah, you he, know, he's, he runs he's a, he's a it bit tough, too eager. He runs it yeah. tough, but he wants the best. So he's he's like in the search for you know, I suppose self-promotion and self-preservation as, you know, president, because it is going to be the midterm soon enough anyway in America. Yeah. He, wants to, he, of course, wants that second term. It goes without saying. He's willing to overlook these horrible abuses. And he was asked by people God, in the press conference. All, it's almost that second term. Jeez. Well, not, ne not no, almost, but, you, but, you know, know midterm elections. So, you know, you have to look at the world. This is going to be huge for Trump, though. We have to remember, this is going to be huge for Trump. But this I'd, is his legacy. This is his legacy. But I find it very interesting how one, obviously, you know, that's how, poli uh, how politics works. But one day he's very... Uh, uh, cynical again very cynical about uh you know human rights accusations in north korea the next day he's overlooking it just because he's achieved this meeting did you see um he's kind of changed his they they talked about him and the, the great thing is that kid always the donald will always make donald mistakes i mean he was saying he's tr he's twisting the truth now and he says you know the rhetoric like rocket man and he says you know he was they had that that spat where he said, "My button's bigger than yours." Like you know, they were talking about cocks there. Yeah, they? yeah, of course, of course. Uh, phallic imagery. Um, phallic imagery. But he's he said, now he said, "Oh, I didn't want to have to use that rhetoric, but you know, it's a game." Like he's he may, he plays everything out. Like you know, when he sent the letter, can't because that's why we call it the on and off again summit. When he sent the letter mm. to Kim Jong Un, a weirdly weirdly written letter saying like very kind of kind of I'm very sorry we had to do this and then it's like but we will crush you yeah you know and he, he said now it's like Donald the great negotiator and he said I'm not I'm not preparing he goes I'll know within a second when I see him you know I don't need to write stuff down I've got a great memory I've got the gut and that's what he always ran on I've got the gut I've got the yeah and it is of course the art of the deal that's what he prides yeah, himself on, yeah. that, that is the, the, the book that he over. didn't even write himself yeah 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 but I mean, more than anything, I think we can all look back and say, it's, you know, it was very symbolic. Them two, like I say, I'm sure we've all seen the pictures of them two meeting at this hotel, yep. shaking hands, signing documents, signing, you know, as you said there, you know, it was just, it was fluff essentially, but it was just saying that, you know, we are going to work together. But then I started thinking, what are North, I, I assume people are thinking, what are North Korea going to get out of this? Because you can see what Donald Trump gets yeah. out of it in terms of him as a president he gets a lot out of it because yeah. he can he can look back and that's his ace in the hole isn't it yes but i don't no matter what he does yeah. he's like, yes yeah. but i met with kim jong-un and if, yes, and I, if met with kim jong -un. I mean there was that speech about uh i think it was south korean leader uh moon jae-in who said you know if he pulls it off nobel prize yeah exactly imagine if he had that, that but that's because oh, yeah nobel. But, i mean 
the thing is, it's mutually beneficial for so many different people. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's great for Moon Giant, of course, goes without saying. South Korea, he's a lot safer. There's not this kind yeah, of constant yeah. threat. It's great for Xi Jinping, kind of stability in the area. Of course, it's great for Trump and Kim Jong-un. But why is it great for Kim Jong-un? I've made a few notes here. Okay. Um, it gives it gives the DPRK. It's interesting they're actually called the Democratic People's Republic they, they of Korea. They always are. It's like but why, though? Because it's so Republic undemocratic. Of Congo and stuff, you know, they're yeah, always weird, like... it? The people's lovely area place, you know, the, so the unimaginary country would be called that, like, Great, everyone gets on together, country, and it's like there's a civil war. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's always I, yeah. like. But then surely with North Korea, like everyone knows that is literally the opposite of a democracy. You, you, you like you have a time and you we'll, like. We'll get down to it when we discuss socialism. We'll have a, a we'll have an ideology chat. We will, but it's yeah. just funny how they just it, they've got always, that in their title. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, um, so what do uh, North Korea get from this meeting? Slash, you know. A, they signed a few documents, pledges, yeah, all that. Yeah. Uh, economic relief, for one, which they desperately need. You know, various sanctions will exactly. be lifted. A chance to trade on a global stage, thus becoming a big player on the world stage when it comes to, uh, you know, being up there with all the big I mean, boys, what negotiations. Do they have to trade? <laughs> no, they don't. But that's a point with yeah. with uh, sanctions being relieved. They can, you know, start start, start trading. You know, relieving the they can. Uh, uptick their economy exactly exactly and of course prosperity you know they can and and it all comes under one real umbrella economic relief a chance of trade and prosperity all really comes under one thing but then also i think for kim jong-un i don't know about you but i've got this theory when we've seen him in the last few months i suppose it would have been meeting xi jinping meeting moon jae even now meeting trump he quite enjoys it. Like he seems quite happy. So maybe what he's realised, unlike his uh, granddad Kim Il Sung and his dad Kim Jong Un, yeah. Kim Jong Il, oh. even maybe he's realised that actually being a world player, being with the big boys, you know, in, like in terms of a uh, a um, a global political level, like yeah. maybe he's realised that's where he wants to be. He wants to be with the big boys. Maybe he's sick of being this this kind of weird mad dog country. I mean, he was. So he was out on the town last night in uh, in Singapore. Yeah. The town. So we've discussed this before. Um, I think we can categorize it as the idea of tra- trapped dictator. Mm. So unlike his predecessor, his grandpa and his dad, he actually has bargaining chips. So his nuclear weapons under him have a legit like could hit some targets in America. Yeah. So that's firstly. He's got rid of all his political rivals. I think yeah. he had his brother killed off by those two women in the airport, which we yeah. all forgot. And Kuala so, Lumpur, right? Yeah. I'm so basically, mistaken. he has he can go into the um, America discussions without anything. So it's this big risk versus reward because if it goes bad, there's going to be uprising in North Korea. But if he if he does uh, still in power and he creates prosperity, so change the economy so the people there start getting you know they get more money that obviously comes from economic uptick and you know mm. development and imports exports imagine how revered he will be he will be yeah you know, exactly he will, he, people will love it so donald will think it's the great dur- turnaround for donald it's the great turnaround for kim jong-un maybe he realizes okay stick isn't working let's try carrot you know yeah yeah but then at, at the same time you do i mean i've never been north korea neither of you we don't know what it's like there in terms of the human rights abuses and of course that is a massive worry and you wonder if he's doing this purely for the reasons listed there you know economic relief for for his okay. country for, and i do get that it that is kind of uh 
altruistic when it yeah. comes to well as much as a leader can be it has to be altruistic mm. i suppose but he you know m- maybe it is to save his own skin but then if there are if these rumors are true about um if, if, uh, torture imprisonment concentration camps which is you know you have heard allegations uh they're pretty much confirmed pretty much confirmed. so does he really care about what people think of him if, if he's willing to do that do you know what i mean he cares about if they if uh Descent grows so large that they turn to overthrow him. But maybe, maybe descent isn't that much. Let's take that other angle because mm. you like going different angles. Maybe you know there isn't this huge descent against him. Mm. This these summits will still turn it so that the whole international community is not against him. So he's, if he's already safe at home, then he's safe from the idea of an invasion from other forces who are sick yeah. of him. So he's covered all his bases. Yeah, he's kind of from a hermit kingdom and. To be honest with you, I think this, the MVP, the standout star of these talks, is Kim Jong-un. He, in, he initiated... Excuse me. He initiated all of this. So we saw with the South Korean Winter Olympics, he was the one who actually, through his sister, communicated the idea, let's talk, Donald. Yeah. So he started this, and we saw his... He's done all these different things to kind of win the hearts and minds. So we had the combined women's ice hockey team. We also had later on, we had the, you know, the release of those prisoners. Yeah. We've had um, just a lot more opening up by him. So he's he has been the real, the person who's um, got the ball rolling, really. Because when we there was a summit today, um, I really find it fascinating, the body language. Mm. So you see the body language, and it's always the sign of who's alpha. So when they shake hands, Donald tapped uh, Kim Jong-un on yeah, the back. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. And it's always, you know, the two hands and stuff like this. Kim Jong-un was quite happily like, okay, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah, led, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows that he's set this up, and he can tear it away. But it reminds me of Putin as well. When they first met, when, when Trump first met Putin, when he first met Kim Jong-un, it was very similar, because... Trump is six foot three, I believe. Surprising. 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 I thought he was about five foot six or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. He's a big bloke. So when he's meeting Putin and Kim Jong-un, who are two relatively, you know, small fellas, yeah. of course he's going to be more dominating when he first meets him. Yeah. But what I mean when I say it reminded me of it is that Putin, and it looked like Kim Jong-un as well, they almost voluntarily took a back seat, you know, yeah. during the first... Yeah. And it's almost, to me, that's almost a power move in itself because you're saying to someone... I don't need to, to to have that first impression of looking powerful. What I need to do, especially Putin, I have to say, I have to give props to Putin here, uh, complete props to Putin. Putin is so unbelievably clever. And so I remember yeah. when, when him and Trump cunning. first met. Cunning. So I had this real idea. He seems so... Um, it's like when a, when a Rottweiler is almost acting quite friendly but and uh, and benevolent. Here's the thing as well. Uh Putin's a pretty tasty judo fighter. Of course, he, exactly. So he understands you. You take the back foot, he and knows. then you make the move and he, use yeah, their strength. Yeah, against exactly. Them. And so that reminded me. So Kim Jong Un meeting Trump. He reminded me of that. It was a kind of move, as you kind of alluded to there. Kim Jong Un. It was you know he basically organised this. He he wants yep. this maybe more than Trump does. So he didn't need to rock up. And you know Trump's quite infamous for his handshake now. You know we've seen this over yeah. times where he kind of drags people close to him and does a really weird yeah. thing and but, almost holds their hand and almost holds their hand like really when he takes tightly. Takes them round and stuff. It's very, yeah. very good at getting very intimate, quick intimate. He is. He's like Macron. We saw it was almost yeah, like the was, dad <laughs> walking the son. Yeah, that was hilarious. Trump has this need to be the alpha male when he first meets. But to me personally, 
especially with world leaders, because you know they've all had to shit on people to get where they are. Yeah. So they're all powerful, yeah. powerful people, ultra, ultra alpha males and, and females, of course. Yeah. So to me, it's a better sign. When someone like Kim Jong-un or again, Putin, takes the back seat, they don't need to have a firm handshake, drag him in. They just say, okay, nice yeah, to like I'm going to do my speaking through uh, these planned... Because uh, he's the 80s. He's the 80s businessman. I mean, if you meet him with like Bill Gates or something, Bill Gates like, I have far more, I have far more money than you. Or Warren Buffett, they're always just, you know, they're just saying, oh, fine, you can play your little. You can be the big alpha male. You you just play along, and the parents will be at work here. But I mean, Trump was a real. Dick during the G7 or Dick. I sound like you know. Yeah, sometimes I find, I, I've, no, but I find myself sounding like such a snow liberal snowflake, and I don't want to be a liberal snowflake. When I say that, I don't mean it like he's a dick. Like Trump's such a dick, but he was going off on one in Canada. He was in Quebec. He was a G7. child. He was a child. He was, he was a petulant child. He Trudeau Trudeau said bad stuff against. Didn't yeah, he? you know they called him of, weak, didn't one they? One of his aides. So that was in his tweets because also. He never says it to their face. He's also backstabby. He'll be like, oh yeah. my God, right? like gossip girl stuff. Like, type yeah. it um, but one of his aides said, there's a special place in hell for people like President Trudeau. He was like, mm, people who stabbed them in the back. It's like, you haven't used that rhetoric about Assad. Yeah, I know. You know, it's your neighbor to the north, like your friend to the north. That's what they always call Canada. And he was like, Trudeau was like, you know, we're friendly, nice people, but we do have a backbone. We can't just keep of course. taking this. The thing know? is, though, they, I mean, their ideologies do completely differ in terms of, you know, Trudeau is arguably one of the most liberal leaders yeah, yeah. in the Western world, whereas Trump is probably the least liberal leader in the yeah. Western world, potentially. And there's the age gap. Uh, it's funny age and, gap. And, and one's a lot more handsome. I have to say, oh, I have to put it out there. He's a hunk. But you know, what's, what's what made me laugh anyway from a British kind of point of view? Trump then went, uh, he had to refuel in Crete. So like, he popped there and apparently yeah. it was a really nice Mediterranean night and he was just there for a little bit in uh, yeah. in the Glee And I imagine there's loads of people, like loads of Brits out there on holiday at the moment. Lovely area. Um, I mean, I and that'd be quite interesting. I can imagine him not wanting to be like, you know, there's also the historic sites like Patrick Newfermer and there's probably amazing like historic sites. He'd be the type of traveller who'd be like, I want to stay at the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah, exactly. You know, he'd be like, Bring me some give me your chips. I want the, I want to stay at the Radisson. Just, I know yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, the Hyatt, that's fine. <laughs> Funny story, actually. A girl who used to work here, shout out to Emma, when she was in Japan, right? This is mm. interesting. Mm. She was flying back from Japan on the runway and the pilot came over and said, we have to kind of wait here for a bit because Air Force One just oh, landed. Hey quite interesting isn't it so it was during his uh, Trump's a, Asian tours a, a few months back that, like last that year plane is just but imagine that I mean for me mate as, as someone who's a bit of a kind of political junkie I love a bit of that and mm. I'm sure you mm. do too yeah well this is my job this I mean, is that, my profession yeah. so it helps that I so it might it. help a little bit yeah but if I saw Air Force One like land from it I would just crack an instant huge boner I would you, like, I mean that would make my you year you know what we also loved we, we were watching remember that time we, we love uh Kim Jong Un's running bodyguards they're when they're the summit meetings, running alongside his uh, limo. Yeah, 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 of course. That's pretty cool security. And they're, they're, but they're, it's like this is how the Hermit Kingdom is. They're picked from the best families. Oh, of course it's they like, are. It's kind of like, you know, vintage kind of like re- royal families. Like you must, you know, to serve the queen, you must come yeah, from good stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're always like designer security guards. I bet they were like plucked at birth and like Brainwashing trained. isn't even the word for it. Anyway, let's get back to Have you to noticed how rough room. and deep Kim Jong-un's voice was? That made me laugh. Yeah, he, well, I thought oh, it, I was going to oh, oh, find it to be quite, I thought it'd be quite high. 
I never heard him speak before. The reporter, she talked for about ages. She was like, speaking Korean, did it? And then he just went, and then the translated it was quite simple just like yes this is it yes this is it yeah. well that's what i was going to say so basically during the signings they both emphasized how historic and important the meeting was that was a bit so kim jong-un yeah. said it, i think about four or five times how historic that's yep. what he kept using as did trump um and then after the in the press conference and post meet press conference trump said no limit uh, as there is no limit as to what north korea can achieve when it embraces commerce and engagement with the rest of the world North Korea is already destroying a major mm-hmm. missile engine test site and all that kind of stuff. Ah, neoliberalism. So, yeah. So so he's basically highlighting, you know, what they plan to do and and how much it will benefit them, you know, when, when they embrace commerce and engagement yeah. with the rest of the world. So, you know, it will, I think with Kim Jong-un, he does want to uh, embrace commerce and yeah. increase engagement with the rest of the world. I think that's He's not that's a foreigner true. to the world. He, w- he went to a Swiss, he had a Swiss education, so yeah. he's seen it. Um. And I think now we've got to get to the point which everyone wants. Let's get to the Trump bloopers, the things he messed up. So, for instance, here's some of my highlights. There's a bit when he was talking about their missile sites and he starts talking about the beaches. He was like, for instance, North Korea has the gorgeous beaches. I've seen it when they're testing missiles. It's like, Donald, you shouldn't be looking at the beach. That's, you should be looking yeah, at the rocket. Is, and, he goes, and he goes, imagine if you build condos there. All yeah. right, thank you, real estate mogul. And then he goes on to say... Um, yeah, we're going to scrap kind of military games there yeah. in Korea. It's like, US military wasn't informed. Mm. You know, it's just... Interesting. But I mean, that surely will be uh, one of the benefits from, from this for Kim Jong-un. That surely, I mean, I, I don't know if Trump actually mentioned this. I don't think he did in the post-press conference. But I think he would have taken... I think there's 25,000 troops, US troops in South 30, Korea. I think it's 32. Or maybe just over. Yeah, 32,000. So I reckon... A big part of this would be Kim Jong-un saying, take them out. Because that was Kim Jong-un's big... Yeah. He hated yeah. having America there. Yeah, of course. And of course you would. Look, I mean, if anything, forget the human rights stuff. And I, of course, as I said oh, earlier... Yeah, I forget that. No, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in terms of my point... Theoretical I, as always, we are. Yeah, no, I'm saying, forget all that kind of stuff that you that, that yeah. you hear. On the face of it, Kim Jong-un, he... Um, of course, he... He has to go to the negotiation table because he doesn't want America in his backyard. No, no of course not. And also... If he wants to have nuclear weapons as a deterrent, that's probably going to be the only way to deter America, and it worked thus far. And to be fair, mate, Kim Jong-un played an absolute blinder. And so when I say forget yeah. the human rights, of course, take that with a massive, massive pinch of salt. But he's played an absolute blinder with Trump because he's got Trump to negotiate his table. game. Trump is playing his game. He is dancing to the, to the fiddle yeah. that Kim Jong-un is playing. And as I say that, I make a flute symbol, which is not I right. Think I think also, so Iran warned Kim Jong-un, they said, because obviously they pulled the Trump and America pulled out the Iran deal. Yeah. And so they said to Kim Jong-un, like, you know, watch out. This guy mm. doesn't hold on agreements. You know, you need to watch it. And I think Kim Jong-un's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. He yeah, knows what he's th- doing. Thank you. I know what's what's what. He's Yeah, he has done very, very well. He's done much better than his father and his grandfather but one thing we can agree on ross was that it was a a historic meeting one that we had to jump on a a, a weirdly early let's hope let's hope only time one thing that wouldn't surprise me in a month's time they're slagging each other off again on twitter because we will see trump has slagged off every other world leader after saying how much he loved them so look we are going to see what happens they're like one of those nightmare couples yeah it's going to be like on offer on and i hate you get away and then it's like i love you babe you're great yeah exactly you know look look time will tell look one thing that i think we can both agree on as i said at the start of it i think 
th- we can all agree on the face of it, this is a good thing for yep. the world. Because, mate, there was a point, genuinely, there was a point, like, you know, last year or so, where I was genuinely worried about a nuclear we war. Were thought, buying, Could this we actually were, happen? We were buying sandbags. We, we are, exactly. Well, I've got plenty of them. Tins anyway. of tuna, you know. That's it, that's the plan. Thank you guys for listening. That was another edition of Fake News. Uh, please leave some comments. Let's, you know, anything you want us to cover, if you want to debate this or think we're wrong. We're, we, we are liberal and happy to be called wrong. So, uh, I'm not. Until next time, thank you. <laughs>